Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hi, Tracy. How are you today? I am doing well today. I am. And how are you? I'm doing well too. Um, I'm really thrilled to be able to have this conversation with you. But before we get started, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Yes. So my name is Tracy Stanley and I am a spiritual teacher uh, and author. I really lean into the practices of yoga and meditation and yoga nidra to just allow people to really find their true power for themselves, kind of tools to lead you back to your own inner wisdom. Mm. Um, That's what I do. I love it. I have your affirmation card deck and it is transformative. It's so amazing Mm. to be able to lean and to those cards for my writing practice when I'm feeling stuck. So I just want to extend gratitude to you for that offering. So I want to kick off our chat talking about that inner wisdom and how you first came to the recollection that yoga nidra and breathwork and meditation was your calling to explore not only your inner wisdom, but help other people discover their own. Mm, That's a great question. So my very first experience with Yoga Nidra, I had a very profound sense of stillness and peace that was internal as opposed to coming from some outside source. Mm. And I recognized right away that the practice itself was a healing salve. I didn't know why. Um, You know, now I have more information around science and the body being in a supine line down position as to some of the reasons why. But that really was my first kind of inclination that something different was happening. And that the more and more that I began to do that practice, the more I felt that that inner steadiness and stillness and peace was something that I could access more easily without having to actually be in the practice itself. So it was almost like this fragrance of the practice was staying with me after the practice was over. And the more that I did it, it would stay around for longer and longer. At some point, I started to share the practice with people that were in my classes. And every time they would say, oh, are we going to do yoga nidra today? So I would start getting requests for please do yoga nidra. And at that time I was teaching a lot of vinyasa classes and, you know, doing a lot of asana, but breath centric asana. Mm. And so I started to feel like, let me dial back this asana and really just use the practice for what it's meant to do, which is to prepare the body for meditation and for self-realization. And that really started to shift my teaching and my desire desire for what I wanted to kind of offer people and have them leave with a different understanding of what yoga really was.
The power behind that is really magical. And I actually use yoga nidra to sleep when I'm having a rough go at like getting settled and finding rest, accessing rest before bed. Mm -hmm. So it's really amazing that you've been able to cultivate this community around rest um, and being a Black woman in this space of wellness and self-healing meditation. It's truly just phenomenal. So I want to chat a little bit more with you about what this practice of of meditation and breath work is teaching you about community and self-care as community care and how it's all kind of interwoven? Mm, That's such a beautiful question. You know, what I really feel like it's taught me personally is that we have to take care of each other, that we have to allow for the space to be created and to be protected so that we can claim this birthright of deep rest that brings forth so much more than just letting go of the layers of exhaustion that, you know, kind of transcend generations and everything else that transcends generations. But also, you know, this practice of rest is a portal to creativity. It's a portal to imagination. It's a portal to your inner knowing. And that's Mm. something that we all deserve to have. And I feel like a lot of our blockages in life come from not feeling like we have access to that, to those Mm. things. Mm. So when I realized that my creativity was being amplified, that my peace was being amplified, that I was touching into my ancestors and you know, wounds of the past that I didn't even remember that I had, I knew that this was something that I needed to share. And so I think it really, and I see this a lot in the teacher trainings that I do for Yoga Nidra, is that a lot of times when we're asked to create what we call a Yoga Nidra nest, which is basically like your most comfortable, luxurious nest that you can rest in, Mm -hmm. that people will skimp for themselves They won't get that extra pillow or those extra socks or Mm. the extra bolster. But when they're asked to give the nest or prepare a nest for their fellow student in the cohort, they go all out to make sure that they have everything they need. Wow. So there's this mirror that I love to kind of turn back to say, okay, we have to be able to give that to ourselves, especially as Black women, because we're always used to doing for others, to making sure that others are okay. We have to be able to really deeply know that we deserve this rest and have the tools to be able to give it to ourselves. Because then the care that we give to the community and to our friends and our cohort and family is even deeper because we've accessed another layer, another experience of what it really means to deeply relax in a different way than I think what sometimes when we talk about resting and relaxing, it sometimes is a little bit surface. I feel like that's the the key is that we need to know when it's our turn and when it's our job to protect the space for us so others can rest. Mm. And when we have to, when we can also ask another to hold that space for us. 
Mm. And what I was going to ask was, how do you encourage your students to peel back those layers? You mentioned surface level exploration, but you as a teacher and a leader in this space, how do you encourage people to peel back those layers and give themselves what they would give their neighbor, even if it feels indulgent or uncomfortable? Well, that to me is a process of self-study and Mm. self-inquiry. And all of those answers I have found live in the body. They live in the physical body. So what we do in our yoga nidra trainings and in our trainings is that we have people do a process of a body scan Mm -hmm. where they actually draw the outline of their own body on a piece of paper. And they do this in a journal. So it's a 40 day practice and they do the body scan self-guided. And then afterwards, they basically write notes about what did they observe Mm -hmm. about emotions, feelings, sensations. And it really starts to begin to attune you to your own energy to a point where you start to realize what it is that you're holding onto. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, you might feel like, oh, I'm realizing like I'm holding my stomach while I'm resting. Well, what happens if I start to release that little by little and I think that I'm relaxing it, but I'm actually, the more I do this practice, the more I realize that I'm actually not really relaxing it. And there's maybe a fear of me letting my belly go soft. And then as I inquire in my journaling practice, after I do the body scan, I can start to peel back, well, what is that fear? What is it made of? And Mm -hmm. there's a vichara practice, which is kind of this practice where you go back in time to literally peel back the layers until you can get to some of their original let's say, impressions that are living in the body that just need light shined on it because mm-hmm. the dark, those things cannot live in the light when you're really looking at them. And so that's the process that we go through. It's not an easy one, two, three. It definitely takes a little bit of time, but it's worth, it's worth doing. self-inquiry and self-awareness is major. And I always tell people I work with from my courses, and I've been told this in therapy, is that we have our answers and we can lean into being our own inner expert. And I think what you just described reminded me that everything is deeply rooted in us. And if Mm -hmm. we are curious enough, we can bring it to the surface and explore it even more. So that's really beautiful and sacred work. And I just, I love it. So before we wrap up our time together, of course, have to ask, how are you taking care of yourself as a healer and a teacher and everything else in between? How do you fill up your own cup so that you can share with those around you in your community? Mm, Another great question. So the first thing I would say is this idea of self-understanding. So understanding what is it that I need in order to really feel rested. And a lot of that has to do with silence, isolation, which of course 
during this time of the pandemic is not so difficult to have the isolation because we're not socializing as much as we we were. Taking baths, making sure I do my yoga nidra practice every day, that I'm doing my chanting practice every day, that I communicate with my partner and let him know when I need to have space and see how we can coordinate having that space so that we can each take care of each other. Those are really the things that I'm doing now. I'm in the midst of a move from one state to another. And so it's interesting to see what happens when you don't have all of the things that you're used to and the environment that you're used to that when the practice has been kind of accumulated for long enough where you really kind of are steeped in the practice of taking care of yourself, that even when you come into a new environment, it takes a minute to kind of get settled. But if you know what you need, it's easier to find ways in which to implement that and also just not being afraid to ask for support from your community, from your partner, so that you can get what you need to be able to thrive. Naming those needs, that is absolutely important. So last question I have, and feel free to take a minute to think about this. If you were mentoring your younger self, how would you hold space for her? And what would you teach her? I think the first thing that I would teach her is that the pain of the past is in the past and not to bring it forward because the machinations of the mind are very tricky that when we're holding on to the past we have a tendency to see that past in things that are happening in the present moment and i think the holding of space would really be to just give the teaching that there is this part of us that is pristine and eternal there is this effulgent light that lives within us that is powerful, that is knowing, and that it's unaffected by outside circumstances. And that if I can share tools with her so that she can just taste that place, even just for a nanosecond, that if she knows that that place is there, that it exists, that it will provide an anchor and a guiding light for the rest of her life. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai.